Good morning. How is everyone this morning? Great. Lovely. Well, it's a wonderful day. And I'm excited because tonight's going to be so much fun. Tonight is our church fellowship in Kayser. Um, I hope that everyone can come. And if you are here and you don't know what I'm talking about, look in the bulletin. There is a lot of information. If you didn't sign up, it's okay. Please come. Um, so join us for just a great time of being together and good food. And you can come help me watch my kids in the water. Just kidding. Um, so that's about all I have for today. If you would, make sure and look through the bulletin. I have a meeting next Sunday at 5 o'clock. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. If you are in children's ministry at all, if you're a um, Sunday school teacher or a Wednesday night missions worker or nursery, if you do anything with kids, please come to this meeting. I have information. I have um, a few different things to do with you, and I'll provide some snacks, so that always helps. So please, and if you cannot be there for some reason, let me know. I have something to send you in replace of that. Um, okay, well, if we can. Thank you. If you did not get a ballot, would you please raise your hand? Oh, great. Thank you. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we come to you this morning in all of you of your power, of your, of your glory, of your forgiveness. Truly, every day when I wake up, I am, I am in awe of, of the creation in front of me, that you loved us so much that you provide us with everything, that we don't go a day without all that we need. And, and you, Lord, you are what we need. You are the breath of life, the bread of life, the water of life. You are the light of life. And I ask that you guide us this morning as we worship, as we listen to your word. I ask you to I pray over Pastor Russ as he brings what you have given him for us, Lord. That your spirit work through him so that it can grow in us. So that we can leave here and tell others about you and the glory and the goodness of who you are and of what the gospel is. Thank you for this amazing church family that we are so blessed to have. We give you this time of worship and in your holy name we pray Lord Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Indeed, we serve a great and mighty and awesome God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that's why we're here today, to come and, and, and worship Him and to give Him praise and exalt His name today. And, and, but we need to be reminded of that. You know, we get busy with life and life just happens and we go about day in and day out. And maybe sometimes forget during those days how big God is, how great God is, how awesome He is, and, and how He cares for us and loves, for us, loves us no matter what. And He wants to walk with us through those times in life because we all have those times when life doesn't make sense, don't we? We've all been there. We've all experienced those times when, when things happen and we just ask, God, why? When everything is going good, and then it's not. And the storms of life blow in. And when you're living in peace, and then turmoil invades your heart. When you get that phone call and your world turns upside down. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all experienced those devastating moments in life where it just doesn't make sense. Perhaps... Perhaps that's the way the disciples felt during the Passover meal with Jesus. It was just before His, his arrest and crucifixion. If you will, turn with me to John chapter 13. We're going to be in John chapter 13 and 14 this morning. But we see leading up into that passage and, and into chapter 13, the Passover meal is, is being prepared. And, and Jesus knowing, he, he knew what was coming His way. He knew what He was about to face. Nevertheless, he was taking time and getting ready and preparing for the meal with his disciples. And in that preparation, he does the unthinkable. He humbly gets up from the table and, and walks around and, and fixes a basin of water and begins to wash his disciples' feet. The act that's only reserved for the servants of the household. And so the disciples, they were disturbed, they were, they were confused, they were puzzled. As you might imagine, he, they, they couldn't begin to imagine what and why Jesus was doing this, why He was taking on such a, a lowly act to wash their dirty, nasty, stinking feet. But He did. But you see, the disciples, they had no idea what was about to happen. They had no idea what was coming their way. For they had never experienced the, the, the amount of fear and loneliness and uncertainty that they were about to face in the, days, in the coming days ahead. They couldn't begin to imagine how their lives were going to change. But Jesus did. Jesus knew what was coming their way. He knew what they were going to face. And folks, the same, the very same thing is true for us. God knows what we're facing today. And God knows what we're going to face tomorrow. Amen? He knows what's coming our way because He is already there. He's already in our tomorrows waiting on us. And maybe like the disciples, there will be a time after the storm passes, that we too can look back and say, aha, oh yeah, now I get it, now I understand, now I know why it had to happen. After college, 
<clears throat> Mo and I got married the, the next month after we graduated and I lived with my parents for a couple of months and then, uh, and then moved to Johnson, South Carolina and, and, and there I went to work with Milliken and uh, we were very happy there. We, we, we had a great, just a great life. We were newlyweds with, with great jobs, a new home, wonderful neighbors and, and man, life was good. But as things would happen and, and life would happen and life happened quickly, we soon found ourselves living back in Gaffney working with my dad. And at the time, I didn't understand. It, was, it happened really quickly and, and just circumstances didn't seem to add up. But there we were. We were back in Gaffney. And again, didn't understand how, how and why it all worked out the way it did. It wasn't until three or four years later that we were able to look back and see and understand why life unfolded the way that it did. When we moved back to Gaffney, we were pregnant with, with our first child, Carly, and, and so it afforded us family time, okay, and to be around family and, and for the family to enjoy uh, Carly and their first or their, grand, their new granddaughter or niece or whatever relationship it might have been and so that was good and they were there to help us okay during those times too but the bigger thing was not long after we moved back my dad's brother found out he had cancer bilateral kidney cancer and by me coming to work for daddy and and, and learning the business and kind of taking the reins over it, it afforded him the time to step away from the business and be able to travel freely back and forth to Ocean Isle. And it was there that he, he, he cared for his brother and, and watched over and spent some precious time with his brother before he passed away. I was able to look back and say, aha, that's why things happen the way they did. In John chapter 13 Jesus tells his disciples, things are going to happen. Things are going to come, come your way that, that, that you're not going to understand. And, and, and although you don't understand it all, one day you will. One day you will. In John chapter 13, follow along with me if you will. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. <clears throat> it says, it was just before the Passover feast. And Jesus knew that, that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Later you will understand. And it was much later before they got the great picture of what was going on and, and how things were going to unfold and 
how their life was going to be impacted and changed for all of eternity. And so just as things happen in our life that we don't know, we can't understand why or, or how it happened, <clears throat> there may be a day when we can look back and say, aha. Look back and say, oh, that's why. Now, as you think about it, God is, <clears throat> is orchestrating the, the events of the entire world in order to bring about His perfect plan and His perfect will. And to think about this, His, his plan is designed around and involves every individual in the universe, in the world, on this planet. God is orchestrating all of that together. And so that means that some are going to have good times and we're going to have some not so good times. But Jesus said in John 13, 7, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. We're all going to have those difficult days. We're all going to have those difficult times in life. We're all going to have those, those times that we don't understand, those times in, in life that, that doesn't make sense. <clears throat> so maybe one day we'll be able to look back and put the pieces of the puzzle together. How many of you have ever done that before? You've gone through something and you can't see beyond today. And you look back and say, wow, it makes sense now. I think most of us can probably look back and reflect on something along those lines. As we approach Jesus' second coming, the, there's likely to be some very interesting and even difficult times ahead and days ahead as the Lord continues His plan in bringing about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And even though we might not understand everything that's taking place and the, and the things that, that are going to happen, we need to trust in the Lord. We need to be prepare to follow Him regardless of what happens or what comes our way and trust in the Lord's plan and follow Him in all that we do because His plan is perfect and His will is perfect. His timing is perfect. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, it says, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or measure or imagine, according to His plan that is at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. As we begin to put the pieces of the puzzle in our mind together, God says, this passage here says that God can do immeasurably more than what we could ever ask for. <clears throat> You've heard the old saying, be careful for what you pray for, you might get it, you know? <laughs> or you look back and you say, thank God he didn't answer my prayer for that, you know? <laughs> we often ask, where is God in all of this? Why can't I see God in this? Well, remember, God knows everything. God can do anything. God is everywhere. God is all-powerful, and He is good enough, and He is all we need. There is no equal in the world, and He cannot be put in a box. He cannot be contained, for He is enough for any circumstance that we have. Amen? Amen. Folks, God has the big picture. God sees it all. He knows what's all going on. He knows where we're going. He knows where we've been, and He knows where we are. Amen? 
And He has a plan that is perfect in every way. And we have our plans. We have our plans for this week, don't we? Some of us have a calendar detailed out every hour of the day just about. That's our plans, but oh, it doesn't take long for, for the Lord to put a hiccup in those plans, does it? You see, we have our plans, but God has His plans, and His plans are the plans that will prevail. And so maybe we need to stop asking God, where are you, God? I can't see you, God. And start asking, God, will you reveal yourself to me? You see, even though we might not understand how God works, we need to know that He does work. Even though we don't understand and we don't know how He works, He is at work even when we can't see it, even when we don't understand it, He is at work. And so what do we do in, the, in, in that response? What do we do when, when, when life doesn't make sense? What do we do anytime, according to James chapter 4, verse 7, 8, and, and 10? Submit yourselves to God. A lot of times we get we get caught up in, in our circumstance and we try to do things. We try to handle things in our own power, don't we? Oh, I can handle this. I'll, I'll take care of this. And it just gets worse and worse. It kind of goes back to that brokenness that we were talking about the last several weeks. It's only until we surrender to God. James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourself before the Lord Amen. and he will lift you up. Often the problem is though, <clears throat> we want God, but we, we don't want to draw near to God. We want to experience God, but we don't want to obey his word. We want to have just enough God to help us out in our troubles but not when life is good. We'll never experience God until we surrender all of our doubts and fears and ambitions. We'll never experience God until we accept that God's will is the best deal for our life. Amen. And we'll never experience God until we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and take control of our life and change us into who God wants us to be. We, we don't come to God in, in, in our perfectness. We're not perfect by any means, are we? We don't come to God after we try to make a few changes and get things right and look pretty so we can come before God because we're still sinful people in God's eyes. Amen? No, we come to Him in our sinfulness, in our, in our humility, Seeking God and, uh, and allowing Him to change us into the person that He wants us to be. And I want to tell you right now that, that when we surrender ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and we experience Him in our life, we'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. It is life changing. That doesn't mean all your problems are going to be gone. It doesn't mean you're not going to have problems or that, or that your life is going to go the way that you planned, but it will help you through life struggles. 
The Lord Jesus Christ will help you through the life struggles and, and you'll not be doing it in your own power and on your own strength, but in the power of God Amen. and in His wisdom. Amen. Think about this. We can't, we can't comprehend how, how God spoke the world into existence, can we? We can't even begin to think about it. I mean, we can't say anything and something happens. We have a hard enough time Telling our children to do something and get them to do something, let alone speaking something into existence, right? But we see it every day. You look around and, and God's creation is, is all around us. And so, folks, we need to trust His plan because it is perfect in every way. We're experiencing His, His creation every day in our lives. And so in the middle of our circumstances, whatever whatever we're going through, God can bring us through that devastating moment that we're experiencing. Whatever that is for you, whatever that is in your life, whatever that experience looks like to you, God will walk with us through it. He will, he will be on that journey with us and He will bring us through that circumstance. You know, we can't see heaven. We can't understand heaven. But we know there is one. We believe there's one, right? We believe that as believers, when we die in this life, we're gonna, the Lord has prepared a place for us to go and spend all of eternity. And so God is preparing a place for us to spend eternal life with Him. Folks, God, God can do anything. And so our momentary troubles and our, our difficult circumstances are no problem for Him. But yet He wants to walk with us through them. And He loves us. He loves us so much that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. And He lived the perfect life. Something we could never do. But the world hated Him. The world crucified Him. And He shed His blood and He died on the cross so that our sinfulness could be forgiven. They put him in a tomb and God raised him from the dead to prove he was Jesus. To prove that he could forgive the sins. To prove that he could offer us eternal life. Folks, God loves us and he wants us to spend all eternity with him. For God is omnipotent. He has no equal. His power is, is great. He is almighty God. He's omnipresent. He's, he's everywhere in life with us in the good, the bad, the not so good, wherever you are. He's omniscient. He's, he knows our past. He knows our present. And he knows our future. How great is our God. I've mentioned in, in recent weeks that, that Carly and her family are, are, are moving in with us for, for several months until her her house is finished, and so for the last two weeks or so, we've been trying to get our house ready. Yeah. For the last few weeks, the girls have been coming by, getting their stuff, and you know, going through things. There are trophies and pictures and sports stuff and dresses and dance outfits and knickknacks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, they're keeping some and tossing some, but it's time. Okay, we got to make room. We're preparing that place. 
for this family to come. We're preparing their home for them for the next however long it might be. <laughs> if you've put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. and God says when we're faithful to Him, if He is faithful to us, and God's Word says that He is preparing a place for us. He is cleaning out that rooms and building those buildings and, and making a place for us to spend our eternal home, our eternal resting place with Him. He is preparing a place for us to spend eternity with Him in the glories of heaven. He's doing that now. Amen, <clears throat> See, John continues in describing that Passover meal setting and, and everything that's that's going on in, in chapter 13 and verse 14 picks up with, with Jesus telling His disciples or comforting His disciples that even though you don't know what's coming your way, I'm going to be with you. And one day you're going to understand. And I'm going to send a comforter back to be with you during this time, that comforter being the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is with believers today as well, walking with us in those times through those difficult challenges of life. He's telling His disciples it's going to be okay. Folks, He wants to reassure us today as well. It's going to be okay. Whatever you're going through, whatever you will go through, He's already there. He's already there waiting on you, so trust in the Lord. Draw close to Him and He will draw close to you. For His Word promises that. Ending John chapter 13, leading into John 14, he, he picks up and, and he tells his disciples. Amen. He tells them, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And listen to this, my father's house has many rooms. That's what my kids were saying. My dad's got a bunch of house, rooms, we can move into one of them. Only for a while, right? But not God's house. God is preparing a house for us to spend eternity in. Amen? He says, My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. Here it is. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. He's telling His disciples, it may get bad. It may get tough. One day you're going to leave this world, but I'm going to have a place ready for you. Amen. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. There it is. He's preparing an eternal home for everyone that surrenders their life to the Lordship of Christ Jesus. And he continues in verse 3. He says, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. Folks, that's of great comfort right there. He's not just going to send us to a, to a resort somewhere out on the island by ourselves. It says we're gonna, He's going to be there with us. And folks, that is heaven. The presence of God. The presence of God. Eternal life starts right now with the presence of God in your life. He says, I go and prepare a place for you and I'll come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. 
And Thomas was like, hold on, I don't know where you're going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And here's one of the greatest truths in all of Scripture. Jesus said, I am the way. There is no other religion. There is no other prophet. There is no other God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. And here it is. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to heaven. And so when not only when, when things in life don't make sense, but, but in all times, in all things, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust in God. Follow Jesus, for He is the only way to that peace and the eternal home that He promises. You see, folks, when we're surrendered to Christ, He will fill us with that abundance of, of peace. in all the circumstances of life, regardless of what's going on. And it is then that we can honestly say, regardless of what comes our way, it is well with my soul. Let me ask you this morning, can you say that? Can you say, regardless of what circumstances come my way, good or not so good, great or horrific, can you say, it is well with my soul? The only way we can is if we know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Have you made that decision? Are you following Him today? Are you following Him as closely as you want to or as God wants you to? The Lord is calling you back to Him today. How will you respond? May the Lord hear your prayers and your heart this morning. Almighty God, we come to you today Amen. with humble hearts, Amen. acknowledging that you are God, acknowledging that we are sinful people, that we need you in our life, that we need you to take control of the circumstances that we're facing or that we will face. God, that we're trusting in You in everything and in every way in life. And God, it might be today that, that the prayer today is I've fallen away from You, God, and I need You back. I need more of You in my life. Help me, Lord. Lord, You know our hearts. You know our heart's desire. You know our motivation. You know our needs and our desires. And you know the truth of our hearts today. Lord, would you hear our prayers? Would you receive them and answer them? As we bow before you, laying them at your feet. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.